Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So, if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. Right, we are live with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have with us Jim Monk. Jim is the president of Closets, which is a leading manufacturer and installer of closet systems specifically designed for the multifamily industry. He is also a passive investor and he hails from Dallas, Texas. Jim, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. How are you? Great. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. As I uh, as I sip my Starbucks coffee, there it is. You like you're doing better than me. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, Jim, we always start with uh, stories. That's our that's our big starter off here. So why don't you go back to the beginning? How'd you get started in real estate? Well, I come from uh, College Station, Texas. So it's a college town, uh, home of Texas A and M University. And being like most uh, individuals around there, there are a tremendous amount of duplexes, uh, you know, apartment complexes of all sorts. And uh, I was renting from a guy, uh, a local doctor. And I remember him telling me, because he would come by and collect the checks from us, literally, every month. He was retired. <laughs> and I can imagine him like getting off of his doctor practice and then going door to door collecting checks. He was out of a very large Mercedes. So <laughs> I always remember this. I was impressionable at the time. I was like, wow, okay. Very nice man, and he owned about 300 units. He told us in total, we small complexes, you know, uh, 30 to 50 units. And so he had a couple of these around town. And as he talked, he he said to me, he said, "If I give you one piece of advice, don't do what I did and go into eight to ten years worth of uh, medical education and all this. Get into real estate." And so that always stuck with me. And so as I got older and out of college and married and all this, it, it became very uh, apparent that, look, real estate's one of those big pieces of your, or should be a big piece of your portfolio. And how can I get into it? And so starting off with, uh, you know, a couple duplexes, something small, and then about five years ago, really made the leap as a, as a friend of mine was, pretty well known in the multifamily space to go out there and start investing in some of the larger multifamily sets. So for us, uh, the very first one we took down was 380 units. So it was pretty large. Wow. Nice. 380 units, C-class property. Um, so started diving into that a little bit more. And, uh, you know, 
right into some challenges. You know, you, you realize quickly that uh, maybe you should know a little bit more due diligence. Maybe you should learn more, more of the backstory. Um, there's just a lot of things going on. And so, uh, and we can talk a little bit about those stories a little bit more, if you like, as it relates to some of the uh, pitfalls. That's one of the things I learned on the, it's different when you're talking duplexes, quads and so forth. And then you jump up to something like that, where you have maintenance crews, you've got uh, a lot of issues. Probably the biggest one we had is in the first two months, someone was um, killed on premise. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that one was one that uh, threw us off. Uh, And, uh, you know, so having to deal with the liability issues, the risk involvement, upgrading the facility, make sure that we had proper uh, uh, fencing, cameras, making sure that we're doing uh, lighting, making sure we're doing more due diligence as we go through to um, bring on new renters or residents making sure that we were creating a a resident center where people could actually talk and communicate and tell us what was going on. So we found ourselves going for more of a passive, Hey, this is an investment. I think that's what we typically look at and what our returns are and everything to, we're going to have to engage the community. We're going to be more involved in this scenario here if we want this to be a success, but also we need to make a positive impact. That's one of the things that the partners and I sat down with was we need to be making a positive impact on the, on the groups here, the families here, and I would have said early on, that was not the original plan, yeah. but that plan changed and we've been better for it now, you know, uh, post uh, COVID, our numbers stayed high as far as our retention. So we've been very high, you know, 91, 92%. So uh, we've been collecting really well on our rents. We, you know, again, as a, as a passive investor, I'm not involved in the day to days, but I'm looking at those numbers and we it's a little bit it's it's more of a gym now but we thought it was we've invested more into upgrading the property and renovating it out and so forth so you know probably built in the 70s so it needed some tlc oh wow so i mean a lot of questions popped out um to me when you were talking there <laughs> um the first one is um i mean we repeat this so many times on this show that due diligence when you're coming, when it comes to, well, any property really, but especially large multifamily, um, you know, I do mo- uh, mobile home and RV parks. And so anything yes. that is, that is larger, you really, the due diligence is really where you need to put more time than you think, because that is where you really solidify the fact that it is a deal and it's not going to completely crush you. Um, so, I mean, going back to this property that you're talking about, what in the due diligence period do you think would have kind of, um, did you guys overlook or kind of pass over to the, um, that would have kind of given you light to the fact that these, these issues were going to arise? So I'm going to speak to this in my, you know, my own terms as it relates to, I, I think we were a little bit arrogant with our experience, yeah. you know, and kind of coming in That's and saying, okay, I, I, I would not hold that over you. It's uh, when you're, when you're doing deals and you're, and you're seeing results, it's easy to kind of get inflated. So that's uh, I feel like exactly that's- right. So I, I think there's a little bit of an arrogance that we had that, look, we we were able to do this. We have a history. This is just a, a, another, just another tombstone. We're going to take it down and roll with it. I think that was the very first thing. I think the next thing was the story of why the ownership was looking to exit the property that I think there would have been better if we'd done more digging, we would have seen that uh, there were a number of uh, phantom leases. That was one of the things that came out or, you know, rentals there. So there were more vacancies than what we had anticipated. Um, 
So that was probably one of the areas we could have done some more due diligence on. I think working closely with the city and understanding some of the more around what the criminal activity was there or were there challenges, that would have been one of the very first things I'd say that we would do and now do moving forward is let's talk about what that you know, activity is for crime, drugs, any of that, if you're talking different classes, actually any class of property, I think you should be doing that, you know, and that, that probably would have been something we should have uh, done more uh, sooner than after the fact, because when we started sitting down with the police and talking to the city more, we quickly found out, well, this has been a problem area and we're not surprised. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's actually one of the um, line items on our due diligence is to call the local police station and just ask them, you know, we're buying a property in this location. What do you guys think of it? What are the general calls that you get in that area? What do you think of the park itself? Um, All that stuff. Really good things can come when you start engaging the local municipality, the city, the the police station, all that stuff. Um, Correct. So, uh, okay. So you did that, you bought the property, you guys ran into these issues. What were the things that you kind of did to, um, to overcome them? So it sounds like you bought a property that was in an area that had higher crime rate than you had expected. Um, so you needed to mitigate that you needed to address that issue, make it more of a safe environment. What were the steps that you guys took in order to, uh, to get to get to the end zone there? Well, one of the things we worked with closely was our insurance company. So they were very good about saying, look, we need to mitigate risk and so forth. How can we do that? So we brought in some experts as it related to, we need proper fencing. We need proper gating, uh, you know, something that wasn't there before. Now, these are obviously expenses that we weren't accounting for, but considering the situation and what the operational costs would be in the future, these were very big value adds from our point of view towards lowering our insurance costs and some other things. So there, 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 there are benefits to this. But coming in with proper lighting, so we, we met with lighting, you know, uh, people, local contractors to say, look, how do we illuminate the area much better, much brighter without it being just annoying to the residents? We then came in, security cameras were another thing that we added. And when you look at the cost, the, the bigger one was the fencing, but the others made such a big difference as well. And talking to the talking to the groups, the other thing that we did was we sat down with the residents and said, look, I know that you guys are living here. This is where this is where you spend your time and your families and your kids and so forth. What are the things that we can be doing as it relates? And so we really had an open door forum where people were coming in almost like a crime watch group. You know, they'd say, look, they look at I mean, these some of these people are volunteers. Some have been there 20 years at this property. And so they were like, look, I want to see it be a better place. And we're all about that. And so how can we equip you? And so it was providing phone numbers so they had easy access to management that if they're not on property. It was doing uh, things like food drives. So we do food drives or different things in the community there that just brought it together more as a community so that they could feel safe. They could talk amongst themselves more because we do get siloed sometimes, you know, many times we don't even know who our, our neighbors are. And so that was one of the things we were trying to bring together with, with the, with the residents was more of a sense of community through all of those actions, I would say, and some of them are nominal in cost, it's been able to, you know, we've had better rents, we've had increased retention, we've had better, you know, feedback as it relates to our residents. Yep. Yep. No, I love that. And I like the fact that you guys brought in an outside consultant to kind of give you guidance because so many times if you're taking down a property, especially in an asset class that you're not familiar with, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to run into things that are not, you just don't know. There's, for instance, for me, when I first got into septic tanks, there's a lot of septic tanks on uh, mobile home parks. 
I had no idea what a septic tank was. Well, I knew what it was, but I didn't know, you know, how to deal with it. I didn't know how to do the due diligence around it. And so I started talking with people who were experts at it, just like you guys brought in a security consultant. You talked with them in order to understand how to create a safe environment for your residents on the property. Um, and I also really like that you engage the residents. You you created that sense of community, which by itself is going to kind of create an atmosphere of security of, uh, you know, more of a homey place to live. Um, awesome. So I'm going to move us on just a little bit because unfortunately this is a 15, 20 minute podcast. I loved what you yeah. said so far, but I want to talk a little bit about closets because, uh, you know, You've done um, you've done investing. You're a passive investor, LP. You also are the president of Closets, and you guys specifically manufacture closet space for multifamily residents. That's very specific. And so, why is it specifically multifamily? So, um, myself and my business partner were always trying to look at ways that we can, you know, move the needle, as I like to call it. So, for us, a lot of the properties we dealt with, both internally and just through people we knew we've done all the hard surfaces, we've done all the flooring, we've done all the upgrades we can do. And so the question is, how can I bump my rents? You know, without just saying, I'm going to just bump the rents. How can I get more NOI and so forth? So one of the things that we started looking at was he came out of the renovation space. He ran a company called uh, United Renovations, which is now part of Katerra. It was acquired a couple of years ago, big company, five and a half billion dollar company. Um, and so he did, uh, Stephen did the largest amount of renovations throughout the country, had the largest renovations company for multifamily. So as we started talking, I said, what is the one area that has not been touched in the apartment? And very quickly, he came back and said, the closet. Hmm. So I went through a due diligence process for a year, figuring out, okay, let me install some closet systems in. Let me see if I can get a rent increase between three and 5%, strong ROI. And I was able to do that both in uh, B and A class property sets. So we come in now as a solution, we do typically rip out and replace and a new construction, we do some, but typically rip out and replace wire shelving and so forth. I usually have an example of it around, but we we put what you see behind me in within a couple hours on the make ready or turn. Oh, wow. And the reason being is it can support a rent increase. And part of that is because today's marketplace, the boomers and the millennials are looking for resort type of amenities. They're looking to be, they're in that space, they're shelter in place in many cases, and they're looking for something that's nicer. Plus with today's marketplace, there's so many, you know, there's the Kardashians, there's people out there talking about closet systems and people say, look, I'm going to rent. I want something like Kim has. And so, and what we really did was really figure out the numbers. And so the business case is what you see behind me till we goes for sub $1,000 installed. Yeah. So we do both installation, full turnkey, or we will ship the proc with the designs to the client and we will, uh, you know, help assist them as they get their maintenance teams or trim carpenters to install this. So it's a minor upgrade that can be done very quickly and present well to the client and the residents are willing to pay for it. So post COVID, our average client sees between a 35 and $40 rent increase per month nationwide. Oh wow, that's great! Average. Especially when you're talking about a sub one thousand dollar improvement there. That's uh, correct that's ROI for sure. Correct. Actually, you can't see behind me because I got this uh, this green screen thing, but I'm in a I'm in a flip right now, and there is a closet. This it's a 1925 like it was built in 1925, and it's a duplex, and it's got this weird like additional closet space, completely empty. It's just it's just very weird. But that's something that I would definitely install in this place. So um, yeah, that's cool. I like and it. 
And, and so one of the things that we're doing, and I, I don't mind if you don't, if you have the moment here, I'd tell you that we're getting ready to launch a financing arm to this for four to uh, 48 months to 60 months at a 3% interest rate, just because we're so passionate about it and believe it that the, buy, I mean, we have clients today, we have case studies today where they'll spend as much as a couple hundred thousand on large complex and they'll see an asset value increase of about three to $4 million in many cases. Oh, wow. You know, so it's huge returns, huge returns. And, uh, and is so, there, do you guys um, have a, is there a footprint that is specific that you guys don't go under or over is, or how big does the closet space have to be? So for us, we're, we're open to it because a lot of our clients, our, our system is, it's a system. So it's almost like Lego blocks or Tetris. We design it out according to the space because hmm. so many apartment complexes have so many, even duplexes and homes, they're just so different as you know. And so our system is designed that way. We design it free of charge. And, you know, basically we we're we're about manufacturing the product and what we're dealing with is a three quarter inch plywood product, which I'm sure you can appreciate because it's, we want something that's going to be durable and long lasting. Yep. Yep. It's going to stay there for the while. I love it. Yeah, exactly right. Well, Hey, we have, we hit the mark. I got to push us into the quick question round. You ready? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. It starts with um, what does it start with? I, I lost my list here. There we go. So your, <laughs> your habits, we're going into the, going into habits. What is the habit that you feel contributes the most to your success today? I'm going to say planning. I do daily planning, uh, weekly planning. So planning is the very first thing I would say is, and I work a plan. So if you're not working a plan, you're, you're planning to fail. So for me and every company I've been involved in planning, uh, and that means, you know, yeah, it means yearly backing into quarterly backing into weekly backing into dailies now you have fire drills and so forth but you know like today i mean it could be as simple as literally scratch paper with stuff on it (laughs) but there's a plan by which i'm working and uh and that way i know and i can measure so i'm always that and measuring what what was i able to accomplish today a week a month a quarter and so on and working that back into the plan that I originally created for myself and my team. And in real estate, it is so easy to get caught in those fire drills because they happen oh, all the time. So uh, I love that you said planning. That is definitely a habit that uh, that all of us, I feel, contributes a lot to all of us. Um, moving on, and this is, I'm a big bookie, so I always ask book <laughs> recommendations. What is your two book recommendations, one for um, real estate and one for general life wisdom? So I think that we could all use better on the on the uh, real estate finance. And so there's one called real estate finance and investment through uh, Chegg, I believe it is on the college level. So I, I think there's a lot of great books out there, but I wanted to go to the academic level and understand the detail, which brings me to the the next, it's called literally real estate finance and investments. Very, very the, academic uh, title. <laughs> very. Yeah. No, you know, no, there's no imagination in that deal. <laughs> no. The other one is money mastering the game by Tony Robbins. Oh Yeah. And I think people in general need to know how to invest and to understand how things work. And his premise was, if I had no money, but all the knowledge, how would I pass it on to my kids to be successful? And so he goes and interviews billionaires, hedge fund managers and so forth and says, give me your knowledge. If I had no money, how would you get here? And it's very interesting. It actually changed my strategy of investment. And uh, honestly, it, it, Post COVID, even it's worked out very well for me on the returns. 
Awesome. I love it. I've, you know, so many people have recommended um, Tony Robbins stuff and I, I'm a huge uh, kind of self-development junkie. I've read all the books, but I haven't picked up Tony's book. I don't know what the deal is. I gotta, I gotta get on that. Maybe money will be my first one. It's an audio. You can get it on audible as well. Oof, oof, speaking my language. I love it. All right, moving on. So if you could go back to the gym, who was, um, how did your story start out? So who had just met that doctor who, you know, just saw him drive up in his Mercedes, you know, you asked him, he told you real estate's the thing to do. If you could go back to that gym, look him in the eye and give him one piece of advice moving forward. Give the, give the doctor the piece of our gym. Okay. No, so you, I, yeah, I would say understanding finance better. And the reason why I say that is because there's so many ways to structure deals mm. and deal flow and understanding how the money, you know, who are institutional investors or who are banks I should be working with. I didn't really have that knowledge until I cut my teeth on some deals and realizing as you get further into it, you're like, boy, that was a terrible deal. I thought it was a great deal. That was a terrible deal. Or it could have been better or I could have gotten more return out of it. And so that's the one thing I would say is understand the landscape, understanding how finance works, how the money works within real estate, um, and then trying to work with companies that align well to that. I love that. That is a great piece of advice, especially the big eye opener for me was understanding seller financing. Once you can figure yeah. out how to get a seller to finance a property, man, it really does open doors. It's great stuff. All right. So moving on. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm, I'm lost. My, I've got this sheet of paper and I should really just have it placed up on the wall, but I, I never do. Um, all right. So this is an opportunity for you to flex and, uh, and, and brag a little bit. What is your Superman strength? What are you absolutely excellent at? So uh, talking to my team and teams, I've worked with a number of companies, building great teams. I have amazing people, uh, Gabe. I can brag on them all day long. They're just amazing. They're good people. Um, It's our corporate culture. And this is with any of the companies I've been involved in. They've all been great people. And it's a testament to them, not so much me, but finding those great people in those gyms and then helping build them up. So if I have a super ability, it's putting together great teams and then letting them, letting them do their job. And that's why Closets is doing so well. It's because they're the ones out there, warriors, as I like to call it, out there fighting the daily battles. And I they do it. a phenomenal job. Yep. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, what is one tip that you would give to somebody who's looking to build their team? To build their team? Um, so one of the ones I would say that I do is uh, listen to your intuition if you if you have a strong intuition, I think that the other thing would be uh, personality profiling. So taking pro- personality profile test mm. to figure out who you are as a leader or an individual, and then what's going to work well f- with you. So for myself, I know going through disc assessment or you know the, you have a bunch of Myers Briggs and all these other different group uh, testing, figuring out who you are, and then finding the right people that can complement you on that. Yep, yep. and getting them on board, and then. The, the one other piece of advice, integrity is key. Without integrity, none of it matters. They could be the best person in the world, but if their integrity is in question, I wouldn't even take them. Not Appreciate one time. It. I love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, hey, great. Or Jim, sorry. His, uh, Jim's, Jim is using his, um, his co-worker's Zoom. So it says Gregory on there. Yeah. So I keep wanting to say Greg. Jim. I get it. <laughs> um, we're on to the last question. Thank you for hopping on the show. Absolutely. You know, uh, Gabe, it's been a pleasure. Really, really a pleasure. And the last question is for the listeners, because you've given us so much wisdom that we can, uh, we can non when it comes to real estate. How can people reach out to you and get in contact? 
So uh, they can reach out to me uh, through LinkedIn. I'm a huge uh, active uh, person on LinkedIn, Jim Monk. They can go to our website, uh, com, and reach out. And if they want to specifically speak to me, they can do so. Just put in the chat and it'll get to me. And if uh, they're entrepreneurs or other individuals who want to reach out just to talk about entrepreneurship, I'm a big believer in pouring in others. So more the merrier. Perfect. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason that we yeah. do this. So we appreciate having you here. Again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. 
If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.